Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Look at Matthew 25. It's an odd text, very odd text, but God brought me here. And when he brought me here, I kind of got excited about it because I said, well, obviously you're showing me something here. Now, listen, Pastor Liz went, went, went and got, everybody got oil. So, I mean, how many of you know there's oil in your house, right? We've been preaching now for a minute. But Pastor Liz, she's a mixologist. I think she's a frustrated chemist. But yesterday I come back from running my errands. And literally, as I'm running my errands, we come in the house. And all of a sudden, the house stinks like, I don't know what this stuff is. It smells good. But my God in heaven, it was like, I don't know, my nose was burning. And it's essential oily smell. It's nice. But it's like lemon. But it was all over the house. She's pouring it in vials. She looked like she's a chemist. I was like, oh, my God in heaven. But they're out there. We prayed over them. So your anointing oil is there. Do not leave without taking one. How many know you need to anoint? Well, I, I tried to get the kids to kind of roll around in the leftover oil. It hasn't worked yet. I'm believing God that something supernatural still might take life. Can I get an amen? Hey, can I? Can, come on, man. You, that was funny. Some of you are going to wake up. Some of you guys are going to wake up tomorrow morning with oil all over you and say, what happened to me? She got you. Amen. So you might smell. What do you do with oil? Well, praise be to God. You anoint your house. You anoint the kids. You can just anoint yourself. Glory to God. Because how many of you know you're anointed? Matthew 25, 1. Look at this really odd text. But I'm going to preach it to you let you see it. At the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can only be compared to this. Jesus starts teaching in parables. He gives an odd parable, right? Starts explaining. He's got this story about these virgins with lamps. You're thinking, what in the heaven is he trying to talk about? But look what he says here. He says, the kingdom of heaven. He says, at the time of my coming, when it draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared. The kingdom of heaven can be compared to what? He's basically saying, you can compare how I'm coming back to this parable in the Bible. Okay, if that's what you want to tell us, that's what we'll go with. What do you compare it to? He said they took oil in their lamps and they went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Kind of odd, right? Well, we're going to read. Just keep reading. It'll make more sense. Five of them were foolish. It says five were foolish. They were not prepared. For they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible. So he's got five wise and five foolish. He's explaining the preparation, right? For the five that were smart took extra oil for their lamp. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Okay. Still kind of getting me there, right? Said this, and look at this. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up, trimmed their lamps, and what? Look at verse 8. But the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise, give us some oil because our lamps are going out. And he said, we can't, they replied. We don't have enough oil for us and you. Go buy some for yourself. While the five girls went out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. This is coming back to the Lord. He's saying he's going to come like quick. And when he comes, you better be ready to go. Because if you ain't ready to go, when he comes, you're going to be left here. 
Ain't nobody want to be left here. Amen. Everybody say, look at your neighbor and say, you don't want to be left. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when the kids can't find me, I told them the rapture came. That's why I was gone. I say, you know what I mean? They don't see me like, Dad, they're screaming. Where are you? I say, the rapture came and I left. You better make sure you're with me on the first boat out of here. Right? Praise the Lord. And, and what happened? And they were waiting and they were escorting on and the wedding party to enjoy the feast and the door was locked. Uh-oh. I mean, know when the door's locked, you can't get in, right? Oh, God in heaven, right? Look at this. Later, look at this. Later on, the five foolish girls came what? Running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away. Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. That's the reason you should always stay awake and be alert. Because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Obviously, it's a prophetic picture of Jesus coming back, being prepared, having your stuff ready. So when he comes, you're ready to get out of the first ship out of this joint, right? But for me, I was like, what are you trying to get me to see? And because how many know last time I was talking about you got oil for this. You've been anointed for this. Well, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you six things I want you to remember. Number one for this year, write them down or take pictures of them. You're going to have to stay kingdom minded this year. Take a picture of it. I'm going to explain it or write it down. What do I mean kingdom minded? The Bible says, go ahead. You got to call things. You got to start staying in this kingdom mindedness. Stuff is going to show up this year, guys. You're going to have some hurdles, going to have some ups, some downs, some this. And the young guys and girls, remember this. Remember, start doing it now. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Your friends don't think like that. Adults don't think like that. My God in heaven, sometimes I don't think like that. But how many of you know you're going to have to stay kingdom minded? What is he saying? The kingdom of heaven doesn't work like a natural world. The kingdom of heaven doesn't make sense to a natural minded man. So what does this mean? If you're going to be kingdom-minded, that means you're going to start having a different kind of confession. How many times in life when stuff happens, we don't have the confession we're supposed to have, we start talking a little too natural? This year, you got to what? Make yourself aware that i got to stay what? Kingdom-minded. Kingdom-mindedness has a different kind of forgiveness. Kingdom-mindedness has an understanding that what? If I want to receive, i got to give. Kingdom-mindedness means my weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I cast down imaginations and high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Kingdom-mindedness. How many of you got a kingdom mentality in marriage? Oh, you know, right. Uh, uh, she ain't doing this. Well, guess what, guys? The Bible doesn't say she ain't doing it. Says you got to love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Are you kingdom minded or are you ding dong minded? I, no, you got to show to this stuff. Like the kids, right? Kingdom minded kids. Look, when I say kingdom of heaven, what I'm talking about is God's, the kingdom of heaven is God's way of doing things. It's very simple. But are we using God's ways of fit? Well, you know what? Hey, maybe you're going through a little depression. And sometimes we go through this stuff. When's the last time you encourage yourself in the Lord, man? You got to start using these principles all year long. Like, hey, maybe, you know what? I'm getting a little heavy. This is why I need you filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to know what's funny? Let me give you this Holy Ghost stuff, okay? Because I'm really hot on this, right? Somebody was asking me about the church, you know? They're like, oh, you know the church, the church. I'm like, bro, look, man, I don't sugarcoat it and powder puff it. That's why, man. It's a grind up in here, bro. You don't think this place is a grind? 
You can go, man, look, I love these guys in town, a lot of them. They're really, really good guys. I love them all. We're friends. I love it. I'm not talking about them. But, bro, this is the Harvard of spirituality, bro. I didn't come to play with you. Don't put that on the internet too late. Well, bro, I'm not playing, man. I'm talking about you ain't going to, you stick around and you learn the devil. The, I ain't seen the devil in like 20 years. Where's he going to show up in here for? Smack him stupid is what I'll do. Not because of who I am, but because he was live in me. You understand know this stuff? You got the, de the devil's got you on the run? Baloney. You hang around long enough and learn to believe his authority, you'll put him out to task out there, man. You ain't going to lose. We don't train losers. Train winners. You're going to win. You might get knocked down, but you're going to get up. Anybody could fight real good. You've been knocked down before. You know what I'm saying? Fighters, like guys that really know. I don't know how to really fight like that. But the guys that got that fight like that, they've been knocked out, bro. <laughs> they get back up. That's why they're dangerous, man. They're crazy. You be punching them and they get back up. I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do with that. Listen, that's the kind of thing. And I'm not picking on anybody else. But what I'm trying to say to you is when I'm coming to you with this Holy Spirit, so three, three days from now when stuff hits, you better flip the switch, man. Worship God and pray, and 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 um, we better get some word up in here. And when the house is getting a little funny and you don't like the atmosphere, you know what you need to do? We're going to walk around here and rumbling, gangly, bangly. I'm speaking to the atmosphere of this home. You're spiritually minded, man. When the money gets tight, you're going to go tell God about your confessions and the seed you sowed. That's why you're going to run that business at a greater level. You're going to have a good, and let me tell you something else. These kids go running out in the world, and the world tries to come back with them. You know what you're going to do with them little jokers? Lay hands on them right then and there. Come in the house and be like, I don't like your attitude. Come over here. I do it all the time. I play around. I smack them in the head a little bit. Like, I'm like, you need the Holy Ghost. Boop. And I don't care 30 years old. Them little jokers show up 30, 40 years old. I could care less. Show up 50 years old. I'm still going to smack you in the head. Why? Because you got a right to keep your spiritual stuff tight, but you got to stay ahead of it being kingdom-minded. You hear? I didn't say everything's going to be easy. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not picking on But, you know, what, what happens when you start talking like that? What do the kids tell you? Like, oh, oh, God, here goes mom. Right? Now you got oil. You're going to be a real mess. Now you're praying in tongues and you're greasing them up like they're going to be greasy when they leave. Like, God almighty. I know what's going to happen. She'd be oiling every day. My God, the one time we had to move a God in here. And, uh, you know, and they, they, I, I fell out and they, they were, kids were funny. And they, they gave me this towel. You know, like they, they towel ministry here. They cover everything. Praise God, right? So I got toweled up. So I took the towel home. I stuck it under the Joker's bed. He didn't know it for a while. He's like, I know what you did. I was like, well, he's like, I found that thing from church under my bed. I was like, yeah, we're believing it works. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Right? It was like funny, but it's like, yeah, man, I, I do this stuff too, man. Bring it home and get it. Are you what? Number one, kingdom-minded. You got to be kingdom-minded all year. What are we doing? How about the prayer? How about the prayer of agreement? Husbands, wives, friends, get a prayer partner. Matthew 18, 19. I told you, text me. I'll pray with you. What do I? I'm telling you, man. Where you? You, you got to get this thing going. Point number two. Write this down. You're going to have to stay kingdom-minded. Point number two. You have to be prepared for this year. You got to be prepared. What was the five? Things? Five were foolish and five were prepared. This is the story of the Bible, right? He said, kingdom-minded people. What did he say? Five of them were foolish. Everybody say foolish. Five of them were prepared. What's that mean? They were spiritually prepared. If you're not spiritually prepared for this year, stuff's going to show up that's going to overwhelm you. You got to start. You know, I, I kid about this, right? One of the guys in the church, it's the truth, though. He goes, Pastor Chris, come on. Go run a 5K with me. 
I was like, run, like, what do you mean? Like, how far is that? I don't know how far a 5K was. Like, you know, I didn't know what I was talking. You know, I was like, what do you mean run a 5K? He's like, you got to run, you want to run this thing? And I I got nervous. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I figured it out 3.1 miles. I was like, Jesus, good God, though. I said, I got to up my running, you know? I was like, all right. So I got out there. I started running. I started running one a week because I figured if I run like four miles a week, when we go do this race, at least I'll finish, right? I'm thinking I'm going to, I need to finish, right? When you get there race day, you know, they boom, the thing goes off. You wear the thing. They time you. They check you out. I ran like a dart with this dude. I I was like, if you want to go faster, go faster. But this is as fast as I can go. And man, I got there and I finished. But guys, I didn't show up the day before and go, hey, let's go race. I would have never been prepared for the race. I was prepared for the race because I trained for the race. Are you training for the spiritual race you're in? Or are you sitting there eating ding-dongs over there, hanging out, and not doing nothing? you got to stay maintaining because guess what's going to happen? There's going to be some stuff that comes that you don't know. You can't, what, wait to go pray. i got to be prayed up. You got to stay prayed up because some of the stuff that's coming is not going to come out of left field. You're not going to know it's coming, but you're not going to buckle, nor are you going to break. You know what you're going to do? You're going to be spiritually sustaining all year long so you can maintain. This is like anything else you do in life. You don't just wait, wake up one day, oh, I think I'm going to go run a ma- I got a buddy run the ran the Boston Marathon. I was like, bro, that's insane. Finished the thing really good too. You know what I mean? And I was like, what is that like? He's like, it's agony, but I did it. And I said, you know what? I said, how long do you pray? Six months out, you got to prep for something like that. You do this in the natural. You guys launching businesses and doing this and doing that. You prepare, you get ready. But guess what? You got to do this with spiritual stuff. What was point number two? Just look at it, read it, write it down. You got to write it down. It's right up there. You got to be prepared this year. You can't be foolish not to prepare. Be ready. Be prepped. You know what we're going to do? We're going to start getting ahead of this stuff. We're going to start praying about this stuff. Number three, you got to do this. You got to guard your expectation. When the, Look at this in verse five. When the bridegroom didn't come when they expected, they got drowsy and fell asleep. Look at your neighbor say, don't fall asleep. Look at your other neighbor say, don't get drowsy. Isn't that what happens? Don't, come on. Don't we do that? You want to see it? Pop it right back up there. Leave that up there. Let them just leave that up there just a little bit longer. Not the, uh, the thing about the, be, the point number three, please. Be, you got to get ready for this thing because I want you to pull this in your spirit. Don't pop it right back up there. There it is. Guard your expectation. See it? Did you get a picture of it? You can flip it. They, give them a minute. Give them a minute because you go back through this door in a week. I know. You got to guard expectation. What happens when you got expectation and it's not met? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. What starts happening? They say, he told you what they do. He said, when the expectation was not met, they got sleepy. You forget about it. You get drowsy. You don't have the same maintenance plan. Expectation is this. You got to get up every day this year, 365, and you got to expect good things to happen. Come on. Some of you, you know what I'm saying? You got to expect good things to happen. You got to believe. How many of you get up and go, oh, God, not another day. You better lose that mentality today, man. You got to get up every day. I can't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be better than today. I can't wait for the day after that because it's going to be better than the day after the day. It's going to be better and better and better and better and better. Some of you are like, oh, God, here goes the phone. Come on, cut it out. You got to have expectation of something happening, and you got to keep the dream alive even when it feels like sometimes nothing's happening. Expectation creates an atmosphere. Now, I told them in the morning, you know how, like, they talk about all these, this frequency. You ever hear this news? When you flip it in your phone, you see all this uh, vibration. Y'all see this stuff. Don't lie. Right? 
vibration. Some of you were thinking, like, maybe I got to vibrate. Maybe I got to get my frequency right. That's just twisted faith in the wrong thing. Because they're not giving God. It's faith is what it is. It's just faith in the wrong stuff. They got faith in, you ever hear this thing? Manifesting. They're manifesting. We're going to manifest stuff. They stole all that from the church, bro. It's demonic. Jesus said, narrow is the way into everlasting life and spiritual stuff. Many guys come from another side. I'm not a thief nor a robber. I come through the right gate. What is he saying? The spirit world's like that. They want to vibrate. They want to manifest. And they want to go whatever else they do. They frequency, whatever that is. That's all stupid. Here's the bottom line. Now, listen. What it is, is it's like this. They're not giving God the source. That's all faith. What do you think you give off if you have a negative attitude internally? You're going to be negative because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You got to start being positive. This is not mind over matter. This is spirit over mind. You got to get your spirit connected with God. All things are possible to him who believes. He that believes that he is God and understands that he is a rewarder. God is pleased with faith. You got to get your faith in You got to get expectancy. I'm expecting something good to happen. I'm expecting good things. I'm expecting the blessing of the Lord. I'm expect. How many get up every day expecting favor? Woo! Come on. How many get up every day expecting miracles? Glory to God. How many get up every day expecting the blessing of God? How many expect? That's faith. And why do you know? Because God is for me. And if God be for me, nobody can be against me. It's going to be good. I don't know how it's going to be good, but it's going to be good. You got to start having expectancy. Guard. Everybody say guard your expectancy. Because if you don't guard your expectancy, you're going to get sleepy on it. Just guard it, man. Praise God. I'm expecting great things. You ever get around negative people? Don't let them talk around you. Hush their mouth. You ever, you ever have anybody tell you, hush your mouth? You know what I mean? Mamas in the church used to do that. Hush your mouth. You know that? We don't talk like that no more in the church. Somebody get mad and offended. I'm offended at mom, my, mama, mama so-and-so because she told me, hush my mouth. Stop being a baby. They, they used to almost slap you in church back in the day. Remember that? Yeah, they were. They weren't playing with you. Yeah, like, dude, they they were they stood on you. We should start slapping some people lightly, not like violently, just like a little. Like, like you need to stop talking like that. You know what I mean? You ever get around people talking goofy in front of you? You like want to? Oh my god! You no, know, like I can do this with the people close to me. I'm like, man, I bind that. <laughs> Dig that up. That's my language. Dig it up. If you sow it, dig it up. You don't want to leave it in the ground and it produce a harvest. Your words produce a harvest. You ever have you ever had one of those bad days? And you just want to let it all come out your mouth? Don't do it. Don't do it. Call me up. I'll shut you up real quick. I say, stop talking like that. Pastor Chris, you ever you ever you ever get wacky like that? Yeah, but I just don't let myself out of the house that day. Some of you need to learn know today to lock yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get out the house today, I could be poisonous. I got to stay in here. Because God don't tell him what's coming out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Are you hearing me today? This is preaching. This ain't me. Oh, he's crazy today. I'm talking. There's some days you don't need to be around people. Not in an isolation way, but you ain't fit right now to be, like, giving advice. Your advice would be, like, you should quit because I feel like quitting too. I mean, no, that ain't the day we need you at the self-help seminar. Come on, you get what I'm saying? So you got to get yourself loaded up. What am I trying? Guard expectancy. Guard yourself, man. Today I ain't got nothing to say. God's good. 
What you got to say? God's good. How you know he's good? I just know he's good. Shut up. He's good. Just, you know, you were in one of those spots. This year, guard your expression. Look at point number four. I like this. You better be ready for suddenly. You better take a picture of that. Because if you like, you with God, suddenly he's going to show up. How many got a suddenly in you? Yeah, that's three people, one hand clap. I said, how many? Yeah, you ain't got no sudden. You ain't, you ain't got no expectation in this room. How many believe in God for a suddenly? How many believe in God? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a little bit of a mess. I'm looking for it. Like, hey, it's coming. Where's it at? You got to expect the suddenly. Look what they said. And suddenly, in the middle of the night, they're waking by a shout. Get up. What is he saying? Suddenly. Woo. You got to put faith in suddenly. One phone call could change your business forever. One email could change your life forever. One relationship. I call them divine golden links. They're connections, man. You don't even ask for them. God just brings them. You don't even know why he brings them. He just gives you favor. You get one connect in the right place, and the next thing, your life's taken off because God blessed your life. Why not you? Why not now? Why not today? You know, it's funny. You think about it. Like, think about everything you do. One relationship. One relationship got me saved. Changed my life forever. One relationship. One friend. Just reaching out to you to say something. One business partner, one business association, one God idea. Then Knucklehead just left the office, right? He was over here. He said, I got this thing. I said, you got the thing. I said, you, and I don't want to mention too much stuff because it's a big company, huge company. It's massive company. And I said, wait a minute. I said, you did what? He, where, I don't want to say who. He's not here though. Good. All right. So he come, no, he come in the office. I said, you little joker. I said, you know how much money you're going to make with that deal? I said, don't sign nothing. Get the royalties for all of it. Do, 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 do. And I said, talk to Dennis because he's a frustrated lawyer. I said, get this thing structured and get it done. I said, you don't make a million dollars off this stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, they want it. One stinking thing that started from him serving God. One thing, one thing, one idea. One, one, why not you? Why not now? Why not? I don't know. Maybe you need favor that's different. Maybe you just, I, I just, I need to get something approved. It got approved. Why? Because favor ain't fair. And when it shows up, glorify God. And I got a little swagger with it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it ain't fair. They're like, you shouldn't be here. I said, I know. Isn't that, they get all mad because, you know, you got favor. I don't care. I'm not going to apologize. Write this down. Never apologize for the favor God gives you in life. Tell people, get over it. How you get that? How you get that? You know, you jealous people that show up. How you get that? God gave it to me. How you do that? God did it. How come you got that? God wanted me to have it. And maybe if you fix your face, God want you to have one too, but you ain't nice. You know what I'm saying? No, you got to get this. Like, why your kids, why your kids the way your kids are? They got favor on them jokers, man. They got something special on them. You know what I'm saying? They do. They might not see it, but you see it. You know what I mean? They were going home. They're like, we're going to watch online. They're watching online right now. Them little jokers got favor on them. They ain't little, but they're little to me. You know, Everybody's 60 years old. They're little to me. I'm like, oh, those are like my kids. Praise the Lord, right? Everybody's like, yeah, like I'm older than you. Oh, whatever. Yeah, you better be ready for suddenly. Get up every day. Go through these six. I'm ready for suddenly, man. I'm expecting suddenly. I'm believing for suddenly. Phone rings. I'm getting so excited. That might be my suddenly. Walk to the mailbox. That might be my suddenly. Every day. What's your life going to? You know what your frequency is going to be? Faith. 
You want to know your vibration is going to be? Faith. You want to know your manifestation is going to be? Faith. You're going to get up every day believing God that something good is getting ready to happen to me. Glory to God. And I don't care what it looks like. I'm just going to believe it. And I'm going to expect it. And here's the best news for it. Point number five. Look at your neighbor. Say this after you see it. Take a picture of it. Don't run out of oil. Don't run out of the oil, man. You know what oil is? The Holy Ghost. Don't you run out. Because you can't buy none on the fly. Oil costs a price. You see what they told him to do? Go look what it said. She'll show you. But the foolish ones ran out of oil. Don't be foolish and run out of oil for this race. What's that mean? When's the last time you filled up? When's the last time you slipped away and got with God? Let me tell you, you've been spending 21 days God conscious. Don't you go back to being what you were. Un-God conscious, right? Get up every day. Two minutes. I can do this two minutes. Oh, shake it a bit. Give me wisdom. Tell me what to do. How do I do? Every day. Every day. I'm a little loud because I want you to get this. I had those preachers ask me questions. I said, I don't want to pray. He looked at me like, dude, this dude's defective or something. He's the worst pastor. <laughs> the guy, guy's a pastor. He said he don't want to pray. I said, I don't want to pray and I don't want to read the word. Oh, bro, I make myself do all that. Who in heaven told you? Look at me. Who in the heaven told you you're supposed to want to do this all the time? They lied. They lied to you. Listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. You make yourself do it. I don't want to do it. I make myself do it. Because I ain't conscious of it all the time. Look, I'm telling you. You know that? You know what I always feel like up here? You ever see that magician that tells oh, how they do all the tricks? I do. The guy who wears a mask. What the heck are you talking about? I look like him. Get out of here. Sky Mark. What do you mean I look like him? The guy got some cape on his face. Unbelievable. Come on. But you ever see that guy? He's like, here's where the swords go when I stick it through the box. And they all get mad because he's telling how he does it all. I feel like sometimes I'm the pastor that tells you all everything behind the veil. These guys, Kenneth Hagin probably did not want to pray. I know Brother Norval didn't because I asked him. I was like, do you want to do all this stuff? Because I don't. He's like, no, you make yourself do it. I said, that's what I've been saying. You know what I'm saying? So you say, oh, you don't really want to pray in the Holy Ghost every day? No, I make myself do it. You don't want to read the Bible every day? No, I make myself do that too. Hey, guess what? I don't want to walk in love. I feel like punching some people, but I make myself do that. I don't always want to have peace. Sometimes I always want to flip out and go wacko, but I make myself stay peaceful. Are you here? The whole thing is putting on, put it on, put it on. So tomorrow when you wake up, you're going to, oh, guess what? I make myself. Because why? What's the point? Look at it again. Just absorb it. I don't want to run out of oil. I need the Holy Ghost in everything I do. If I don't commune with him and spend time with him, I'm going to create separation. And guess who's going to be in trouble? Me being separated from him. Me, because I don't have enough margin to make it through tomorrow. So what do I do? I safeguard my day by spending time with them. What happened with them? They had no oil. Here's the cool thing about it, and I thought about this. Their lamps were going out, but the funny thing about getting your own, as I'm going to give you in a minute, he tells, what did they tell him? Look, look at point number six. You got that point number six. You got to what? You, you got to get your own. And what, what's funny about that is this. What did they say? They said, hey, let us have some of yours. They said, no, nah, go get your own. And what did they tell them to do? Go buy some. It costs you to stay oily. 
you get that? Did you get that? And I got news for you. Want to know why a lot of you got in trouble? Want to know why a lot of you got in trouble? You didn't stay oily. You stay oily, you'll stay away from sin. You stay in that book, you'll say, oh, I don't need to go to church. Shut your mouth. You need to go to church, man. Because you can't get in this atmosphere long enough for me not to slap something off you in the spirit. And you ain't even going to know I'm doing it. You come in the building. Man, I had this story. I'm going to tell you what. You know what? Dave will tell you. Some of you will tell you. Sean was with me. I had people. That kid didn't even want. There's people that get in the parking lot. They say, I, I had the one kid. He said, I'm not going in that building. Pastor Liz will testify. Joker's still with me. He's watching online. He said, his daddy brought him. They were in the, they were in the cross street. There's people in the parking lot. said, I didn't want to go in that building. I said, well, we'll stop. You were oppressed, massively oppressed. You were depressed, massively depressed. Look at me. You were oppressed, clinically depressed, and shot out. Yes, what happened? My dad pulled up, and he said, get out the car. And he said, in the car, he said, I'm not getting out the car. I said, really now? I said, explain to me what happened. I want to know. He said, I didn't want to get in the car. He goes, why? He goes, because I knew when I got in that building, something was going to happen. I said, what was that? He said, I came in there and it melted like butter. He said, it got free. There's people all the time tell me, I'm in the parking lot. I didn't want to go in there. People come in here, I didn't like you. I said, I don't know if I like you. Let's work this out. Why? There's something in the building. God. When you stay oily, you stay out of trouble. Because there's certain days. That's why, who do you think wants to keep you from the things of God? The devil, man. So this year, what are you going to do? Now, listen, I understand some people got restrictions, got to watch online, some people out of state. I love all that. But guess what? You know what I'm saying. Stay connected. You can stay just as connected online as you can in the building because the thing will come through the TV and hit you in the head at the house. You understand what I'm saying. But you got to stay oily in this season, man. Stay near the things of God. And I promise you this. It costs you a little something to get them, but the value of what you get from staying near it is priceless. This year, man, I'm going to keep my spiritual life soaring. And I feel in my heart, I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. I feel like, man, we're just ready to soar. I don't know if you feel it, but I feel it. I'm like, whoa, man, I just feel that. Hey, fly, man. I, I want that bungee thing, you know. Is that Pilates they do with that thing or something? They jump in the air and they're doing all this stuff. Like, whew, I feel like taking off. Because I'm telling you now, if you build these safeguards, by the end of the year, your life's going to be something you've never seen before truth. Sometimes in life, it's not about discovering things. It's about following instruction. Just follow the instruction. That's all you got to do. All right, number one, start looking at that checklist. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Gonna, point number one, here, watch. We'll fly right through them. You got them up there, Ange? I don't know who's up there. I can't see. Point number one, let's go. You're going to have to stay kingdom-minded. Just write them down. Did you get them? I got to get up. In the, wait a minute. When I face tomorrow, am I thinking like the kingdom or am I thinking like the world? Next time you get worried, fear, anxiety, are you thinking like the kingdom or are you thinking like the world? You know what I'm saying? You ever been worried? Man, we got an opportunity to get worried all the time. You ever get anxiety? You know, like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. And everybody's looking at you like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Brother, hey, can you tell that story? He said, I had four ball tires on that car riding through the middle of the night. And he said, they sounded like a quartet. He said, it would start over here in the front. What are you going to do? Had no money, preaching the gospel, broke. Kids not fed right, inadequately clothed, 
telling everybody God's good, preaching the gospel. And I had to drive through the middle of the night in Texas. It was 100 degrees out. The car would have blew up in the middle of the day. It was too hot. I had to drive through the night. He said, I rolled down the windows, all four windows. And he said, it sounded like the bald tires. They had this sound, like a squeak. You know, they were what are you going to do? 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 And then the other one's trying to like a quartet. What are you going to do? 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 I drove through the middle of the night thinking, God, if you don't. We've all been there. Guess what you do? Stay kingdom minded. What do you do next? Two. You're going to have to be prepared this year. You can't be living under prepared life. Well, I go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Ain't no more up and down. Stay maintenance. Key to life is maintaining spirituality. Just do it every day. Little steps. Little steps. Little steps. Strides, man. Proverb. But I've been reading a proverb a day. Some of you have been going to church all year this year. Come on, clap for yourself. It's only been four weeks, but you're doing great. Come on. Right. Little steps. Come on, man. You're prepared, right? What's the next one? Three. I got a guard expectation. I'm excited about it. What are you excited about? I'm excited about being excited. I'm excited that tomorrow's showing up and I'm going to be in it. I'm just guarding expectation. You know, because everybody, nothing's good. No, nah, no, nah, it's good. I'm here. Praise be to God. Right? Four. You got to guard your expectation, man. If you don't, boom, right there. You but you better be ready for the suddenly. Boom, here it comes. Bam. Praise the Lord. Look at God move. Woo-hoo-hoo. Woo. What? Look at the next one. Oh, don't run out of oil, man. Don't run out of oil. You know when you're running out of oil. That's when you got to go take a walk in praying tongues. You know when it is. And what's the last one? That's your own, man. I can't be giving this to you. I can't. What they say? Give me what you got. I can't give this away. You got to get your own. You got to get your own. Nobody can do this for you. You got to get your own, man. Nah, I can encourage you. can come. Uh, we're going to take communion. I can encourage you. I can help you. But how many you know you got you to put it in yourself? Ain't that good news? Like those? So now, if you go back through these all year, maybe by May, you're feeling like, I don't got that expectation I had in January. Get it again. And then we just keep... Taking off, all right? So listen, Pastor Liz is going to lead us in communion, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to remember this. You built some really good momentum. Don't lose it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever those things were, maybe you got that praying together, keep it. She's going to be ready with that communion, trust me, every day. You know, maybe some of you should do that. Just take communion together. It's good because it resets. Like this morning we prayed for you guys, and more intentionally we pray. We get like, you know, just do it. Find something. Right? How many of you can handle the proverb a day? How many can pray with me five minutes a day on the app? It's easy, dude. Just do the app. And we got this day. What are you going to look like at the end of the year? Transform. Because the thing with God is this. You give him a little, he'll give you a lot. Amen? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.